Amen. Well, did anybody come to receive a good word today? Amen. Well, you're going to get it anyway. Because God's got one, man. I tell you what, and it's not about me. It's not about the team. It's about what God's been working, man. I tell you, I'm so excited about this message. And I know I say that every week because I am excited about what God's doing. But, you know, in talking to folks on the phone and visiting and hearing and looking in the mirror, man, I just can't help but think about what we're going to talk about today. The title of our sermon is called Abandoned. And I'm talking about reclaiming the God-given dream, your God-given dream that God's put in our heart. And I'm going to read from Psalm. This is going to be our launching point here. Uh, Psalm 73, 26. It should be on your screen. If you've got your Bibles, you can grab that as well. It says, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Sometimes we get a little, little uh, wore down, right? Just me, right? <laughs> Come on now. Y'all ain't wore down. Now we're going to get filled up now. This is the time to get cranking. But sometimes, you know, you ever think about, what am I here for? You know? Amen. Am I, I want to hear y'all work this thing. Hey, why are we here? You know, or you maybe say, you know, what, what does God have planned for me? <laughs> and I start writing down a few things. Or maybe we think back about that dream that God's placed in our heart long ago. But it's been so long, man, it's just like... Man, does it even matter anymore? And I'm going to tell you, you know, we need to be living out of the desire and the purpose that God spoke into our heart many years ago. And you know what? Maybe it's something he's going to speak to you today. We're talking about getting restarted here, man. Get back in the game, recalling and doing some stuff. But, um, you know, maybe it's just been forgotten because we put it on hold so long, you know? And, and I was thinking about that as we work through this. And, and today you guys get the, get the double message because it's a preaching and a teaching. We like doing a preaching and a teaching. Something you can take right here, right now and apply it to your life when you leave here. Matter of fact, you can apply it to your life before you leave here. Amen. We want, we want to have it right now. And so that's what God does for us. Uh, he's just, he's, he says, you know what? I want you to reclaim the dreams that I put in your heart. And maybe, you know, maybe it's something that you haven't even looked at. Uh, maybe looked at it this way before. You know, it's, well, I never really thought about it. You know, and, and as we go through the message, I, I, you know, I'm spending time with the Lord. We're working on stuff Tuesdays, and then I start asking people things. So what is that dream that God's put in your heart? And some people go, what are you talking about? You know, what do you mean? And I don't necessarily mean a big dream, but it can be. You know, I'm not talking about, you know, you're going to be the next Elvis or whatever, you know. But you know what? Sometimes it's just, you know, I, I just want to be a good husband. I just want to do what God has me to do. Let me tell you, there ain't nothing wrong with that because that's bigger than you think. Amen. Because if we're in the wake, like we talked last week, if we're in the will of God, he's going to be able to flow, flow through us. And we're going to see the mighty hand of God working in our lives. Amen. So don't think that your dream's too small. Right. Because we got all the resources in the world when we're plugged in with Jesus Christ. Amen. And usually, well, I'm going to get ahead of myself. I don't care if I better stick back to my notes because I, I just man, I'm just ready to just take off running with this thing. Uh, but so many times we look at this, and I, I, when I went back and spent some time with the Lord, when he brought that scripture to my mind, it says, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Man, can you say that? How many times have you just been wore out? You're thinking, man, Lord, I can't go another mile. I can't do it. I, I, I'm, I'm over this thing. But you know what? That's sometimes the best time for us to just turn around and look up. And God says, I'm here. I'm here for you. You know, nobody's here by accident, Right? You didn't say, well, I just thought I'd come by today. No, God's got something for you today. And I pray through the, the reading of his word and the teaching of his word that, uh, you know, Holy Spirit would just grab that and multiply it in your heart. So today I want to talk about reclaiming our dreams. Or maybe it might be the first time you even re you discover your dreams. You know, we've got some young folks here. Maybe that's the first time they really thought about that. And maybe some folks, like I said, it's just been so long. We've just been so busy making a living, taking care of our family and everything else. We, we kind of forgot 
what God has spoken to our heart. So regardless of that, what I want you to see is here is we need to guard our hearts, right? We need to spend time with God and just sit before the Lord and say, Lord, what is it that you want to show me? What is it that I've abandoned over the years, over the time and put on the back burner that you've given me? Because we know this, if we don't do that, if we don't guard it and we don't cultivate it, right? What happens? That desire and that dream will die. It really will. Went by yesterday, my buddy was working in the garden. I thought about that, you know, how we need to till that soil of our heart, you know. He's got one of those cool little uh, tiller things. And I thought, man, it made me think about, you know, that the word tills our heart so that the seed of God's word will go into that and sink down deep. And then we water it by fellowship and spending time and prayer with God. And God grows that, that in our heart. Amen. So we want to cultivate what God's put in your heart. Everybody doing good? All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about dreams here, right? What's the difference between a dream, a God-given dream, and a fantasy? We were working on this the other day. At, uh, on Tuesday night, you missed Tuesday night, you missed out on all the good stuff now. So, well, look at this. Well, dreams include all the bumps, bruises, and setbacks. Can I get an amen? amen? Bumps, bruises, and setbacks. It really does. You know, you see the dreams I'm talking about here comes with lumps and bumps. You know, this is a dream that God has placed in our heart to have an opportunity to serve in the community and throughout the world. There's some bumps and lumps sometimes. But we've got to keep on pressing, right? We've got to keep on pressing in. So as we look at that, let's look at some of the guys in the Bible and the gals in the Bible. How about Joseph? Anybody remember Joseph in the Bible? He had a dream to be a ruler. What did it cost him? His brothers sold him into slavery, threw him in a hole. A lady lied on him. Uh, he got forgot about in the jail, everything else. But he kept pursuing what God had put in his heart, Amen. Are you still pursuing what God has put in your heart? He experienced all the bumps and bruises and setbacks, man. What about this? When we go thinking about some more, what about David? Right? David, little shepherd boy. Well, we think, well, usually when we think of David, for me, the first thing I think about Goliath and that slain. Hmm. And then we start thinking about, well, it was a long time from, from the pastor to the, to the kingship there, wasn't it? To the palace, right? But you know what? He was threatened and chased off and all these different things, but he kept pursuing God in the midst. So what I want to tell you today, if you've got bumps and bruises and setbacks in your life, don't necessarily think that's the wrong path. Just keep seeking the Lord and relying on his strength. Amen. What about Paul? Man, shipwrecked, beat, everything else we talked about about a week ago, whipped everything else. And what does he do when he gets in jail? He's singing. Man, you know what? That's amazing because you know what? They were working on the outside, but God was working on the inside. Amen? Hey, you know, sometimes the enemy wants to work on the outside. Wants to put people in the path, giving you one of these, you know? A little finger in the chest or whatever it may be. But God's still working on the inside. We need to get him to work through us and work on the outside as well. Amen? Because he's able, isn't he? Well, let's take a look at this. What about fantasy? Fantasy is all fiction, no commitment, no work, no substance. Can I get an amen there? It's just, man, I'm going to sit back. The limousine's going to pick me up. I'm going to go to Chick-fil-A. I don't shoot real high. I do like Chick-fil-A, right? I'm going to go to Chick-fil-A. I'm going to get the big milkshake, and I'm not going to have any calories to count or whatever it may be. Yeah, I'm just being silly. But, you know, if you really think about that, how silly that is, sometimes we think about that in real life. You know, hey, man, I want to do this and this and this. And you ask somebody, so what's your plan? What do you mean a plan? It's good to have a plan. Are you seeking the Lord, hearing from the Lord? You know, so many times we just want to, we see that a lot in today's society. Hand out. See, there's a difference between a hand out and a hand up. Amen. Oh, that's a good amen right there. So, you know, what I want to show you is that, you know, even in those things, man, Paul had a lot going on, but he still kept pressing in. I didn't want to leave the ladies out. What about Esther? 
Y'all remember the story of the book of Esther? Man, through her obedience to what God had called her, saved the whole nation, her whole nation. She had some bumps, bruises, and some risks. But she said, you know what? I consider the cost, and I'm stepping out because I trust God. Today, you trust God with your situation? You said, buddy, I got a big situation. You're in the right place because we got a big God to handle it. Amen? Let's keep on rolling here. How do I know if it's from God? That's a good question, isn't it? I mean, because we want to do what God's will is. How do we know that it's from God? Lord, do I take the job? Do I do this? Do I, do I back up? Do I stop? Do I turn? Let's talk about that just a little bit. How do we know if it's from God? You got it right there on the, on the uh, chart. I want y'all to check it out. It says it's bigger than our thinking. Let me tell you, when we started doing this thing here at KTP, it was way bigger than my thinking, and it still is. Aren't you glad? <laughs> Aren't you glad? Let me tell you. Because sometimes, man, we just want to say, I'm just going to play it safe. I'll do this. I'm only just going to play it safe. But God said, no, just step out and trust me because I'll provide. Amen. What else does it say? It says it's unselfish. Oh, come on. It got quiet. It's unselfish. See, a lot of times the dreams that we have are about me. I'm going to be a rock and roller. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a football star. I'm going to be a ballerina. You don't want to see me in my tutu. Yeah. But you know, all those different things, right? So... It's unselfish. It's about us. But when we see what's going on, when we see it's unselfish, it should be about God. Our selfishness wants to make it about us is what I'm saying. But God says, you know what? It'll be unselfish. It'll be about me. And it will match our gifts. Amen? It'll match your talents. Right? I had no idea that I was going to be a preacher. But a lot of people that said, heard me over the years talk so much, they said, you know, you're in the right place. People are always bumping them guns. Well, you know what? I don't think I really had much to say until the Lord got all of my heart. You know what I'm saying? Because now it's not talking about me or this or that. It's talking about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. That's what I got to share. And when the opportunities come up, even stuff that we hadn't done before, I was like, hey, do we get to talk about Jesus? I'm in. And I appreciate those opportunities because that's what it's all about. Now, look at this. And it says it will always align with God's divine plan. You know, to me, that means that it's going to be bigger than us. It's going to be for everybody, and it's going to elevate Christ, amen? So if you're going through a situation, you say, where is God in this situation? Ask yourself a question. Is, is it a big deal? You know? Now, when I say is it a big deal, is it something that God's going to transform in your life? Is he transforming lives? Is he's going to, are you going to see the glory of God come through this situation that you're doing? Are you going to see that it's all about him? You know? And, and something I wrote down when I was working through this year. Is, is that God will protect you and direct you through the journey. See, a lot of times we get overwhelmed. It's like, man, this is going to be a long road. But God will protect you and direct you through the journey. And, and that's what I keep seeing. Just like we'll, we'll go back with, with Joseph. He went right on through, didn't he? We know it was tough. Can you imagine your whole family turned you back and he sold you out to slavery? And then when you try to do right, somebody lies on you and they throw you in jail. And you go on from there and, and, and said, man, look, remember me. This is what's going to happen. And years and years and years go by. And then sometimes that will just, just, oh, I'm done. But you know what? Never forget, man. We're never forgotten by God. I want you to say it. I'm never forgotten by God. Amen? See, a lot of times, see, a lot of people put him in that hole and they forgot about Joseph. They put him in jail and they forgot about Joseph. God never forgot about Joseph. Not at all. You're going through a situation. You say, man, I haven't heard some of my old friends. Even my family's kind of stepped back away from the situation. God has not forgotten you. He knows exactly where you are. And you know what? He's waiting for you to just say, Lord, help me. 
And he's ready to move on that. It comes with all the bumps and bruises. See, a lot of times we think when we get the bumps and bruises and lumps and, and all those things that we're on the wrong road. And I know I mentioned that, but I want you to hear that again. But sometimes it's because we're on right on course. Amen? Because that enemy wants to defer you. He wants to deceive you. He wants you to take the other route. Usually, it's the easy path. Amen? You ever notice that? He wants you to take the quick fix. The microwave version. Oh, man, I'm not going to do that if I can do here. But I've seen this so many times. Shortcomings, right? Short, shortfalls and all those things, man, equal the shortcomings of things. You know, no matter what's, what's going on. We try to make a shortcut. It shows up somewhere in the end. You know? Think about this if you're working out. Okay? I don't think I'll go to the gym today. I don't think I'll go to the gym the next day. Well, you were going three or four times, right? And you, you see a difference, feeling stronger and everything in your physical body. And then you start backing off and start backing off. What happens? Start getting weaker. Why would it be any different in our spirit, right? We think, so a lot of times we think, man, I went to church. Man, I listened to Buddy talk for about 35, 45, 55, 65, 75 minutes. <laughs> Everybody's looking at their watch now, right? You know, we, we listen to a message and we think, man, I'm good now. I'm good to go now. But you know what? This is just a, a little bit of encouragement, a booster shot to go ahead and, and see what God's going to reveal to you in your own personal quiet time. Spend some time with the Lord. Don't abandon him. Amen. He hasn't forgot you. So with that being said, I want to read that scripture one more time because I want it to sink into your heart. Psalm 73, 26. My flesh and my heart may fail. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. We need to look to his strength. Amen. Everybody doing good? Say amen. And make sure you got your sheets. This is a good place where we can do a little homework on the fly. All right. Let's see what we got. The first thing the Lord showed me when we're putting this message to get together is we need to recall what God's placed in our heart. You know, for those that have that, that dream, that, that word that God gave them some time ago, and we just kind of let it, let it lie dormant. We want to recall what that is. Amen. So the enemy will steal our dreams from us and replace them with a counterfeit. Remember when we were talking about shortcuts, equal shortcomings? He'll do this. So well, just take this, you know? He'll, he'll show, here, this is nice and shiny. You know, you can write your head. Yeah, you, don't, you, you want this. And you say, well, gosh, man, I like that. That's kind of nice. I guess that must be it because it came easy, you know? And we realize that the Lord says, hey, my yoke is easy, right? But that doesn't mean we don't get, get up in there and have to pull a little bit, amen? We've got to trust a little bit. got to have a little bit of faith, don't we? Amen. So take a look at this. We need to seek the Lord and recall what he has told us. That's what we're all talking about today. I want you to, to kind of get a grip on what God's been speaking to your heart. Is there something that the Lord's told you to do and you just put it off? Amen. Nobody's done that with me, right? Yeah. Man, I know how to get them quiet, don't I? <laughs> I want you guys to shout, man, with what God's doing here. But a lot of times we say, yeah, I'll get it later. It's kind of like your trash when you're coming up. I'll get it, Dad. I'll get it later. I'll get it later. We can easily put things off. But I'll tell you what, don't put off what God's got for you. Spend some time with the Lord and lean into what he's doing. Well, guess what? Don't count yourself out. See, a lot of times we think, man, I tried that, buddy. I tried that. A lot of times we've tried a lot of things in our own strength. Amen? And we're limited. But we need to tap into what God's got with unlimited resources, strength, power, peace, grace, and mercy. But how are you going to do that if you're disconnected? If you're disconnected, you're not going to feed on that, right? That's what the enemy wants to do. He wants you to take that big Bible that your grandmama gave you that's sitting on the coffee table, right, with the dust on it. He wants you to keep your feet propped on that bad boy and not open it. See, a lot of times that's the closest people ever get to a Bible. And then they're real funny about it, especially when the preacher comes over there. 
How you doing? Oh, I got a Bible. I was like, yeah, I see it. That's nice. Is that a footprint on that thing, man? You know, when's the last time you opened that thing? You know, blowing the dust off. Read that bad boy. You know, open it up. Man, so, it, and it's funny. God doesn't mind if you open that thing up a little bit. He don't mind if the pages get a little warm. We don't mind either. we get you another one if you're reading it that much. Amen. We'll, we'll see what God has for you. But you know what? Don't count yourself out. See, today, I feel like a lot of us feel abandoned. A lot of us feel like we, we let God down. We let ourselves down. We let our, let our families down. Let me tell you, love doesn't get let down. Love just keeps coming. I was talking to my buddy yesterday, and I say it from time to time. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave. When you give, you extend that out. God extends his love out, his mercy out, right? Right, because he wants to catch you right where you are. He loves you that much. So don't count yourself out. Now look at this. Failure is not final with God. Amen? Aren't you glad? Because sometimes I think, man, this was probably the last act in the show. This is it. I really blew it. And God said, get up. Let's keep on rolling. So many times we think, oh, man, how can, can they make anything out of this? You know, God has the map and all the supplies. Got time for a story? You know I got to have a story. Right? I was thinking about this last night. Six and a half, yeah. Six and a half years, right? I think I've always worked two jobs. I don't know why. You know? Six and a half years, me and my buddy Earl delivered mattresses for mattress discounts through the stores. I have been up and down, all around, pulled up beds, put down beds, made beds, everything else. Six and a half years. Every other two, every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday for six and a half years, right? That's why I look like this. Right? I'm only 28. No, I'm <laughs> Oh, my goodness. So, so I thought about that. And I thought about God having a map and having a plan. See, it's good to walk with somebody that's walked that road. Amen? It's good to be following the role model, Jesus Christ. Now, don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. I'm just giving you a little object lesson. Now, my buddy, my partner, right? He was a meter reader, right? For Virginia Power. And he had been in every backyard I think there is. Up, down, all apartment complexes and everything else. And there was no GPS back then. I had the big block cell phone. Thought you could, you pull up on the side of somebody. Got this big old thing on the side of your head, big cord. Hey, yeah. How many minutes I got left though? <laughs> but that thing down fast, man. So, you know, here we got those things. But so we get ready to go. And I'm looking through the map and all this stuff. And Earl would say, oh, I know where that is. Don't worry. I'm thinking, I'm worried. We got a lot of these deliveries, man. We got to get this done. We're on a time restraint. And that cat could do this. He said, we got to go down here. We're going to turn. They're going to have a dog about so big. This, that, and everything. And there's, you know, there's a, a, a rose bush to the side. I know exactly where it's at. And man, over and over and over, I pulled in. I said, I can't. how do you remember this? He said, I walked this. I've walked this. See, Jesus has walked this. Amen. You see what I'm tying in here? So we need to follow on what's going on. When he says what's happening. And see, he knew the route, man. He, he had been down the path. And Jesus had walked the path, so we need to be following him. Amen? We would see all types of stuff. We would go all types of places. And sometimes we'd have to refer back to that map, right? You know, that's a good thing. God's word is that map, isn't it? But you know what? We can follow Jesus. Amen? He's our navigator, right? And he gives us the Holy Spirit in our heart to keep us on course. Just want to throw that out there. I tell you what, you will see some sights and meet some people. And I tell you what I've seen. I've seen God use that situation to bring me down, boy. I remember one time, man, I, we, we had all these mattresses and stuff. And I was like, man, I just I want to go home. And we had, we, had, we had got out of whack and I put the numbers wrong because we tried to do certain things at certain times in certain areas before it got too dark because it's bad neighborhood. Right? 
So we went to one place, and uh, man, this, this bed was not much. It was not much. It was like the lowest line we ever saw stuff. And we got there, and we went down in this, this little uh, project area, and you know, we knock on the door, and I'm, I'm sitting in the air conditioning in my car and all this stuff. And I was, man, let's just run this thing up here. Let's be done. And you know, I get there, and there's a there's a there's a boy there. He's got a few issues going on, but he was so excited that his guy had saved up for that bed. And I never forget. I said, okay, well, let me help you out, buddy. And I carried this thing, and it didn't weigh nothing. And I carried it all the way up and put it in his room. He said, sir, you're so strong. Thanks for bringing that. Wow. Okay. What happened in my heart? Well, man, I said, you know what? You need to slow down and count your blessings. See, for him, it was a hard time for him to even get up the stairs. For him, that the thing that I thought was, oh, it's just, you know, a cheap such and such, this and that, you know. It was a prize to him. It was a treasure. And God says, I want you to see this. You know? And I go back and get in a new truck with the air conditioning going. And man, God just worked on my heart. And I, from that point on, and we still have to have those reminders. I said, Lord, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to miss this. See, God lets us recall some of those things to get us back on a straight and narrow, amen? He lets us go, go through some things sometimes in that journey to keep us in line with him, amen? Just a small note there. But you know what? A lot of times we'll do this. Don't let past wounds keep future opportunities from you. I can sit there and kick myself all the time and never move forward. You could do the same. But I'll tell you what, we got a forgiving God, amen? I read something the other day, just a little note. I don't know who said it, but I thought it was pretty good. It said, why do you keep remembering all the things that God forgot? Huh? Why do you keep remembering the things that God forgot? He says, I, you're forgiven. When we go, we blow it and we say, Lord, forgive me. You know, Lord, I, I really missed the mark. God said, you're forgiven. I paid the price in full. And then next week, we'll bring it back up. Or the enemy will start saying, yeah, but you did this. You said that before. All these things, man, we can't live like that. We've got to keep moving forward. Don't let past wounds keep future opportunities from you, amen? Because it's time to regroup. Let's keep on moving. All right. So what do you mean, buddy, when we talk about regroup? Following our God-given dreams will help us follow God. You know what I mean? That will help us follow God. It helps us hear from God, right? We need to take time to hear from God and let him direct our steps. So many times, we, we just want to just take off running. You know, I was sitting here today when I was here, I'm ready to take off running, but you know what? I had a plan and I had a path. I'm leaning on the Lord. And if he wants to shift gears, I'm going to go with him because I know he knows what's best, amen? But so many times, we need to walk in what God has for us to help us understand who he is, and he draws us closer, drawing on his words, his ways. And I said, you know, so many times we need to stop running in circles and just run to him, amen? If we run the circles, we go over here, we're going to do this, we're going to fix on this, we're going to do this. And next thing you know, we haven't even, we haven't even asked God what he wants. Haven't even asked God, what, do you, what is the plan for my life? What's going on? So we need to stop looking over our shoulder and looking at everyone else is doing, but look to the Lord. You need to get orders from headquarters. Amen? I learned this lesson several years ago. I've been working on my job uh, where I'm at for 27 years. And uh, I worked with a friend of mine, and he got promoted and everything, and and they put me in charge of a few little things. And I said, all right, man. You know, they gave me a little power. You know, I said, all right, we're going to run this thing, baby. This is the way it's going to be. Right? So I was running it and running it. And I got a call. <laughs> and my boss said, hey, you got a minute? I said, yeah. What you want to talk about? He said, I want you to come over and see me. I said, okay. I said, is this one of these, uh, you want to see me now? He said, I think that would be a good idea. I said, uh-oh. Uh-oh. 
I said, okay. And I got there and I said, is this the shut the door meeting? He said, you might want to do that. I said, "Uh uh-oh. And uh, he said, man, I really appreciate all your zeal and everything, but you know, we've got a certain way we do this and all this, and this is what we're going to do. I said, okay. And and I said, but you know what? I think think you ought to do this and that and this. I thought I must be crazy now that I think about this. And he was so good to me. He said, hey, you you know, I, I really appreciate it. That's why I want you to see this. He said, have you looked at the org chart lately? You know, the organization chart? I said, no. He said, well, come on over here. He had his computer turned like that. He said, you see this box right here? I said, yeah. He said, that's me. He said, you see that box right there? He said, that's you. I said, I got it. I got it. What do, what do you want to do? See, a lot of times we get the box mess up. See? <laughs> we, I'm telling you. He didn't, have to, he didn't yell. He wasn't mad. He just got my mind right. <laughs> I just want to show that little box. That, that's it. Check the org chart. I want to tell you in our life, sometimes we need to check the org chart. See, we want to start elevating our box over here, don't we? And we just, we got to take a guy. That's all. I'll, I'll, I'll pencil you in when I need you. Amen? That's not the plan. He needs to be first in our life. Amen? So that's a good place to regroup. Take time to hear from God and let him direct your steps, all right? Tap into your talents for Christ. See, a lot of times we think, man, I don't know what I can do. You know what? Get around some folks and say, hey, that, that you know, we're walking with the Lord. Say, what do you see in my life that God could use? They'd be glad to tell you. Pray. Ultimately, we're going to get that from the Lord. Amen. But but give us somebody that's, that's walking with the Lord and say, hey, I, I just really, you know, desire to do what God has for me. I just, you know, ask you what you see in my life. You'll be surprised because a lot of things that you do with ease, you don't even realize you're doing them. You know, you might have different skills like uh, getting things together, like like uh, setting up bands and concerts and things like that. So, oh, there's something I just love to do, but you're gifted in that. Maybe it's it's um, talking to people and encouraging people. And you say, well, I'm just trying to encourage people. You might be surprised that this is, this is exactly what God's been pouring through your life. And he's got a place for you to do that. Amen. I like to say it this way. What has God placed in your hand? What talent has God placed in your hand? I'm sure he's given you something. Amen. Nobody's going to walk away from the table short, amen. God has got something for you. And so what is it that he's gifted you with? What has he blessed you with? And like we said a minute ago, a lot of times we, we, we get so overwhelmed because we see what's going in the world and we don't want to help because we're like, we don't want to aid in this and we don't want to do this. But I'm going to tell you, if we pray for discernment, I know that God will show us what we need to do. There's a difference between a handout and a hand up. And we can come along and encourage and we can do. And God will work in that situation. But ultimately, guess who's going to get the glory? God is. You want to point them that it's coming from God, not from you. Because if you're their resource, we'll run out. God is the resource. You're the conduit. Amen. That's what I want us to hear about that. So what else we got? Experience his presence in the process. See, that journey, man, is something else. Don't leave him out. It's just as important about what God reveals to us along the way. Can I get an amen there? Because there's things that, and I probably jumped the gun, but there's things you're going to learn on that journey that you ain't getting out of no textbook. Now, you can get it out of God's book, but I'm going to tell you what. There's things that you're going to learn along the way that only God can show you as you walk with him and totally surrender to him and, and lean on him. Amen? So let's take a look at this. Well, I got a little something on my hand that I wanted to put in there. So we need to reevaluate our walk. Listen close and obey, trust God, and experience the breakthrough that he has for your destiny, right? But sometimes we just got to restart. Today, I hope today that you just refocus, restart, and reclaim that desire that God's put in your heart. Let's keep on rolling, all right? 
So we're talking about the journey a little bit. The journey is just as important as the dream itself. Now, we talked about that, right? Many times the journey is, train, is the training ground. Amen? The, the training ground, it's preparation stage. It's to test another metal, amen? That's to test another metal. What's going to happen when they squeeze you, right? I, I say this a lot. I love this analogy. I, had a, I had a guy, heard a guy preach one time. He said, why is it you squeeze the apple, you get apple juice? Squeeze the orange, you get orange juice. And you squeeze a queer Christian, what's going to come out? You'd be surprised sometimes, right? I pray that it's Christ. And you know what? That's what we keep filling up on him. So the only thing that's going to come out is Jesus. Amen? Let's keep on rolling. So it, it, during these times, what's happening? It's building our faith. It strengthens us in building, listen to this, compassion. Man, song we said, give him on knees, compassion. Man, let me tell you, are we a compassionate people? Are we folks when we leave here? Well, they don't go to our church, so we don't know. No, that's not it. But you know what? There are probably places like that, and I'm not beating anybody down, but I know the heart of God is for us to be the church abroad. That's why we want to talk about kingdom things so God's elevated all over. Amen? Let's keep on going with this. What you learn from the journey can't be experienced anywhere else. Now, I'm going to explain that. That's what I said. Lord, what do you mean by that? What I mean is, is I can tell you about something over and over and over, but until you experience firsthand, it's hard to, to, to get the grip on that, isn't it? It really is. I'll give you a perfect example. I said, Lord, I need an example. I can go on a mission trip and do a few things, and I can bring you back some pictures and stuff like that, or you could do some different things. I just picked out a mission trip, right? And you say, well, that's really nice. You know? I say, well, we went a couple years ago, and we helped build a bathroom, and we did this, and we preached the Word of God and things like that. And, and, and you say, well, that's really nice. And you know what? I always say this. There's people that go, there's people that stay, and there's people that pray. You know what I mean? Go, give, stay, and pray. So if you didn't go, don't think you're missing out because you're still being utilized in that. I just want to throw that in the sidebar. But now, what's hard for me to, to, to bring back to you is when a little girl that's big grabs hold of Miss Tanya and starts telling her about what's going on in her life. And she's able to speak into her life. Or maybe somebody says, this is what's happened to me. And you're able to minister to them. Or maybe it's just somebody that's just so happy to have somebody give them a hug that they just don't even know what to do. See, it's hard to bring that back, okay? You, you tell people about that, but until you experience some of those things, you just don't get the fullness of it. There's a lot of things along the journey until we, we walk with the Lord and feel His touch and Him walking with us that, that we can't experience, experience anywhere. So going back to that, remember we said sometimes it's got bumps, bruises, and setbacks? He's the one that can heal the wounds. Wounds. He's the one that can walk you through. He's the one that can supply all your needs. We're always pointing back to Jesus. Amen? All right. Well, let today be your new starting point. Everybody loves a fresh start. Amen? We can do it now, right? Because God said he, he will, he's willing to do it. God is in the fresh start business. I said, lift your eyes to the Lord and let him, by his spirit, open your desires and your dreams and your calling and put them back in the proper place. See, we can get sidetracked. We can start looking at different things and the volume of the world gets so loud that, man, we are off the course. But God said, come on back. He says, come on back. He says, man, I think this, we, we need to seek the Lord and run the race with everything you got. Just like it's the final lap. See, when, when I'm preaching, I'm thinking, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. But every time I preach, I think, Lord, if this was my last message, would I be satisfied with it? And, and I said, you know, man, I, I, I want to make sure they're getting it. So that's why I get excited because I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, but I know who's holding it. Amen. And I don't know when I'm going to check out, but I know where I'm going. Amen. 
Not because he's a nice guy, not because anything else. It's because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ and I put my faith and trust in him. Right? So, so when we're doing things, do we have that attitude? Do we have that zeal? Or do we just abandon and say, well, you know what? You know, there's 52 weeks in a year. You know, I've got 51 more messages to do, so whatever. No! No! Man, I want to, to get that freshness of the message all the time. And that's always my prayer. You know, we pray over the message before, we get, before you guys even get here. Pray for you before you get here. Pray for one another because we want it to be the fresh as it can and as powerful as it can. I'm going to give you a little visual of this right here. Paul has this. Uh, Philippians 3.14 says, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Amen. That's a familiar, familiar scripture for many. Right? And just visualize, just visualize that, that, that running, man. Running. I was thinking about this. Just stretching out, man. Stretching out. You remember back in school, you had to do the 50-yard dash and all that stuff? Man, my sister was a gymnast, right? She still teaches gymnastics and all that stuff. So I must have been the demo boy. Because, man, she was about six years older than me. So at the time she's like, you know, 12, 14, man, I'm good flipping and whipping size, right, for her. I mean, she's got me doing this, man. I can do a cartwheel. I ain't going to do it here. But I, can, I think I can still do it. But I can do some cartwheels. And Tim's like, please don't do that. <laughs> do some cartwheels and all this stuff. And I said, all right. So she said, look, when you're running that race tomorrow, Said, look, I want you, to, you, you can win, you, you can win by a nose, you're a Chapman. Just lean out, right? <laughs> she said, look, get out there and just put your neck out the last little bit. Give it all you got. And see, sometimes we got our nose in the wrong place, don't we? We're looking back. We're looking down. We're looking all over the place where we need to be looking straight ahead of what God's got. And let me tell you, that's, I want to take that same uh, analogy just like Paul's talking. He said, man, I, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling. God's calling us to run that race. You're here today. Run that race. He said, man, I just don't think I got much more. Well, you know what? Run what you got with all you got. Man. Run, with, run, run with everything you got. Now, I did this on purpose, and I want to tell you why. The next scripture is actually 3.13, and I wanted to... Presented in a way like this. Because what he really says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to take hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, and then it comes back into I press towards the mark. I want you to see that it's about running the race, amen? And you say, okay, okay, okay. And, and see, the next thing you're going to say, yeah, but I, but I, but I, oh yeah, but, right? We say we got to get rid of them. But he says, you know what? I don't consider myself yet taking hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. I hope that's your takeaway today. Forget about what was behind and strain to what is ahead. You know, I, I thought about this. I wrote a few things down. I'll even say it this way. Forgiving what is behind. Amen? That's a good place to say amen. Forgiving what is behind with others and with ourselves. See, sometimes, sometimes it's hard to forgive others, right? But then we start looking and see what God forgave us of. I think that helps it out a little bit. It does for me. Because every time I want to lower the boom, Holy Spirit says, God didn't do you that way. God didn't do you that way when you missed a mark. Show him grace. And you go, I need your help. And he says, I'll help you. I'll show you how to do that. Again, I, I think I can touch on this anytime. Just because we forgive somebody doesn't mean we agree with the offense. But we do agree with the grace of God, amen? And we want to represent God well. So don't drag yesterday's problems into today. You can write that down. Don't drag yesterday's problem into today. 
It's time to restart, regroup, recall the freshness of your God-given dream. So what I pray today is that we abandon the grief. We abandon the fear. And, you know, and all the woulda, shoulda, couldas. Huh? The woulda, shoulda, couldas. Oh, I, I would have done that, but. Well, I should have done that, but. I could have done that, but. Leave it all behind. Leave that behind. Stop it. Stop pulling up all these things and restart with the grace of God. And, you know, let the power of the Lord's peace sweep you off your feet with the greatness of what he's called you to do. That's what I want you to hear today. That's what I want you to see that our dreams, you know what? Sometimes they got bumps and bruises, right? And sometimes it can change in an instant. It can change in a phone call. It can change with the doctor's report. It can change just like so. But I also want to give you some hope, right? You know, a lot of times people think change. They think, oh, it's going to change for the worse. No, things can change for the better, amen? Let me tell you, when Jesus Christ came in my life, it changed for the better. Does that mean that it's, it's always perfect? No, he is, and I keep striving, and I keep running that race towards him. And when I fall down, the Lord, forgive me, took my eyes off, put me back in the game. You know what? Last week, we did a little thing. It wasn't last week. We did a little thing on the miracles, had some stuff on the miracles. I think that was last week, within the last week or two. And then we left from here, and we had to do a concert. Just show you how God works. We finished playing, and we walked off. And this guy walked up and said, buddy. And I go, hey, how you doing? Never met this guy as far as I know. And he, and he pointed at us and he said, you did a benefit concert a year ago for a guy that had cancer, didn't you? At such and such. <laughs> yeah, we sure did. He said, I'm here. Wow. God raised him up, man. God raised that boys up. And man, he was looking strong on it, looking good. He said, I never saw you. But to show me the pictures, and I want to thank you. Let me tell you what God's done for me. Raised me up. Gave me my job back. He said they put me on social security, and he says, I don't need it. I'm going back to work. They saved my job for me. He said, I didn't know how we were going to pay the bills, but through that benefit, people pulling together, I had more than I ever need. He said, you know what we did? He said, when we were sitting there, he said it was like a church service when they would make and give me some more treatment and other things like that. I'd be preaching to people and they said, come on, it's your time to go back. He said, I'll be there in a minute. And he said, you know what, what's your, what's your biggest word? They said, I don't have any money for groceries. He said, write her a check. He was able to just let it spill out, spill out and take care of other people's needs. See, what happened is, he said, the Lord gave me a word. It wasn't a real big word. He said, but he's a real big guy. He said, I'm your shepherd. Don't fear. He said, I'll get you through. He said, let me tell you. He said, with what was going on, reading the x-rays and stuff on my back, they said, I would never walk again. He had a handshake and dropped you to your knees. He said, I praise God for what he did and what he's doing. And he said, I'm going to tell everybody I can. But I just wanted to tell you, thanks for taking a little bit of time. See, you know, it really wasn't that big a deal for us. Let's be honest. Love playing music. We love helping out. Right? But just through that little bit of obedience, I said, I bless that. If you're doing it for the right motive, with the right heart, God will take that and grow that into something so much more. Guess what? When we talk about how do we know it's from God, it's going to be bigger than us. That's bigger than us. Amen? That's something else. He said, you know it won't be selfish. It'll be unselfish. It was unselfish. That man is unselfish. He 
he told, he, he told his wife, hey, we've got so much from people loving on us. What do we do? He said, he prayed. He got said, when you see somebody that needs it, you pass it on. He was quick to do that. He was quick to pass on the praise of his Lord Jesus Christ. And he said, you know what? I'm going to tell you right here, right now. I had peace through all the deal. When we were there, they showed so he couldn't even make it there. They showed some clips. And I, I said, Lord, touch this man. They had him quarantined off. They had so many things that they had to do. They were preparing for the worst, hoping for the best. And God delivered. Amen. That's what I want you to hear today. He could have abandoned some dreams, couldn't he? But God says, I'm your shepherd. He could have said, no, this is too big. All the doctor says, too big. God said, I'm in the healing business, amen? My hands are big, God tells him. And I'll carry you through. So if you're here today and you think that your stuff is just so big, look up a little higher and look at your Lord. He's bigger, he's willing, and he's able, amen, to supply all our needs. And I tell you what, sometimes it's a little bit longer road than we'd like to go on. But I tell you what, when people come through the other side, they can tell you about the fragrance of God's grace, his mercy, and his peace. And it transforms their life. And I don't know about you, when I've been through with people that's been through some stuff, I just want to hang out with them. I said, tell me about, tell me about what God did. Tell me about what he did. Now I want to tell you something else. God's doing things in your life right here, right now. Maybe it's not to that magnitude. Maybe it's just bringing you here to hear the word today. And that's huge. Because you know what? I believe everybody, come, I, I prayed, I said, Lord, today, I pray that everybody that comes through here hears what they need to hear for today, for their personal crisis, situation, encouragement, whatever it is, Lord. Not because of me, but because his love for you. And he's got tremendous love for you. He's got tremendous grace for you and mercy. And he says, you know what? I'll take you right where you are. How about a fresh start with Jesus today? Amen. I ask you to close your eyes and I'm going to pray for you. Father, I pray that today that we just jump into what you have for us. Lord, just like he shows in Psalm 18, 118, 24. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I pray that we rejoice in what you're doing. And Father, even if we can't see all the pieces of the puzzle, give us faith to step out and plug into your masterpiece. Because you know what? We are your masterpiece. You tell us in your word. So Father, I, I pray if someone's here today that does not know you as Lord and Savior, they might have been going to church for 30 years. I don't know. They may have never done in the church. But I want to ask you this. If you die tonight, do you know for sure you'd go to heaven? Can you say yes? I know I will. Is it because you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? The Bible's very clear on that. He says there's one way to heaven. And it's through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's what we extend to you through the Lord Jesus Christ today. In the grace and mercy of his sacrifice. The Bible says that we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised you from the dead, we will be saved. If that's your prayer today, just say, Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. I need you, Lord. Take me as I am. Father, 
I confess you as Lord and Savior. If that's you today, don't leave here without saying, you know what, buddy, I prayed that prayer with you today. And God's making a difference in my life. If you're here today and said, you know, I've done that, but I've kind of abandoned God. I want to tell you something. God didn't abandon you. And he's glad you're here. And I'm glad you're here. And the rest of us are glad you're here. So make it personal. And say, Lord, I'm coming back. I want to restart. I want to regroup. And I want to recall your love and your grace and your mercy. I pray that prayer for each one here. Each one that will hear this on the on the, uh, the message, on the MP3s and everything else we got out there on the podcast. Lord, take this message and make it so much more. We want to glorify you, God, that you are worthy. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. Woo! Thank you, Lord.